I don't care what time of year it is or where you are. It is always nice to make your surroundings feel like a tropical paradise. And I do that with Rum Haven. The good people at Rum Haven believe that Mother Nature did it right the first time. That's why Rum Haven is crafted using real coconut water and no artificial preservatives or flavors. The result is a refreshing taste that can be enjoyed over ice with a splash of club soda or in your favorite cocktail to help you sip into paradise. I prefer my Rum Haven over ice, and it is delicious and wonderful. So visit discoverrumhaven.com for the latest tips, recipes, and giveaways. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I am your host, Nick. Uh, my wonderful producer, Chrissy, is not with us today because she is driving to Montana where she is going to be moving to, which who moves to Montana, but whatever. We, uh, and Chrissy is not going anywhere. She is, uh, she's going to be doing her omens work from the luscious plains of montana i don't know i don't she's moving to montana i don't whatever but you know what the important thing is we have a great episode for you recapping and breaking down another episode of tasha's bachelorette season and our guest is going to be part of our intro the very talented very wonderful bachelor superfan bachelor performing artist russell dickerson Join us, join us. Oh, yeah, man. Up, thanks Russell? for having me, dude. Uh, thanks for coming. This is a, a big week for you. Uh, you got uh, a, a new album coming out, and you, uh, you were on Jimmy Kimmel last night. For those of you who didn't get to see it, go back. I'm sure it's, you can YouTube it. You are, you're doing the press tour this week, and we thank you for uh, being a part of uh, Recaps this week. I, I, I like to know that we're in the Jimmy Kimmel kelly clarkson lineup of, of press tour oh you are bro absolutely you know it, it's it's a nice little break to kind of you know step back talking about the album and all that stuff talk about a little bachelorette drama i'm here yeah, for it dude i know you in fact we've been working with russell and his team to get him on this this recap he's been passionate about sincere about wanting to come on and break down and share his thoughts on the season and we we couldn't be happier to have him but before we do break it out break it down why don't you uh you know, tell us a little bit about your your music, your new album coming up. Why 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 it's the best country music album of all time, and why everyone should be quick to to download it. Dude, I mean, you said it yourself. You you know, you just nailed it right on the head. That's what uh that's what I hope this album is. It's called Southern Symphony, and you know this this album goes all the way back from to my childhood all the way to now with my beautiful wife Kaylee and our little baby boy Remington. So these songs cover, you know, everything of of life and love and I'm I could not be more proud of every single song on this album. Uh we just came off a two week number one with my last single, Love You Like I Used To. And uh the next one next single's called Home Sweet. So yeah man, the album's called Southern Symphony out December fourth and Man, just y'all go check it out. Congratulations on on all your success and uh, your new album coming up, and make sure to check that out. And uh, I think let's just let's just get to Russell and I breaking down the uh, episode of The Bachelorette. Let's do it. Well, thanks for joining us, Russell. 
Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited to have you on. I know that uh, we've been trying to make this work for a while, and uh, it's it's always fun to find out, you know, various celebrities and 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 uh, you know people you might not come to expect to be big Bachelor fans. And I know that you and your wife are, are big fans, and uh, so it's always fun to get different points of view when we recap these shows. So w- welcome. Hey, glad to be here. Absolutely glad to be here. So, uh, I'm sure many of you know who who you know watch the show that Russell was a musical guest on on Rachel's season, and you performed. Who is I was. who? Is, I I as as my audience knows, I wasn't allowed to watch that season, so I I didn't get to see what I'm sure was an amazing performance. But what was the date? And 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 for the people who uh, don't know or or don't remember, who was Rachel on a date with do you remember yeah this was uh this was rachel and dean we were in rachel like south dean. carolina okay yeah old deanie babies so he uh yeah that was like you know the classic like twinkly light set up just coming back from from dinner or whatever and you know there's they they pull up in the limo hop out and i got to play i mean this was like right before anything started happening for me. So this was like a huge launching pad for me uh, being on this show. And yeah, played my first single, Yours, and they just made out and danced. Were you, it was awesome. <laughs> were, you, uh, were you an avid watcher at that point, or did that, is that what kind of got you in? Oh, yeah, for sure. My wife, uh, my wife definitely dragged me in. And, you know, once once you're in, it's like, it's just... It's yeah. cyclical, dude. It just never stops. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been, she brought me in, got a couple years before that. And so, I mean, we even, even like our friends tagged along, we got a tour bus and drove, drove up there. And like, our friends were like, uh, we're going to watch this for sure. So we just like piled everybody in the tour bus and rolled to South Carolina. That's, that's amazing. Um, as far as the experience, like what was that, was it like for you? Was it everything you kind of expected or from your point of view, like some of the behind the scenes, did it, did it make you more of a fan? Did it almost make it too real where you couldn't be as much of a fan? Like what was that experience like? Sometimes it affects people differently. I think I came away from it just respecting the like the behind the scenes, man, all the production crew and all that of like, Cause you know, you just see on the show, it's just like, oh, Russell Dickerson's playing and they're making out and dancing, love it. But like, dude, we got there at like noon. We didn't, we didn't end up playing until like midnight. So you know, it's just like the setup and the waiting and all the moving parts to pull all this off. There's just like crazy respect for for the whole production staff. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of come away even more of a fan to see, you know, how just like crazy the entire process is like they had just met what how however many days ago maybe a week ago because it was pretty early on in the season and so i don't know it's just like i loved being able to see everything behind the scenes yeah did you were you uh was it like a, a private concert or was this rachel and dean and your band or was it like rachel and dean dancing in front of like a crowd that you got to play because sometimes they do both yeah, this was a crowd. Okay, so luckily okay. for yeah. us, you know, that's yeah. like we we actually could like perform to people and they knew the song. And so it just like, you know, that was 
that was a really it made it a lot more real and like another fun fact is while we were waiting chris harrison just hops on the bus we have a little maker's mark and he's like dude why don't we just go fire this crowd up real quick so me and him go out there and i just me and me and him and my guitar and we just play like all like some old country like friends in low places and just like Kind of do a little a little cover set gig just to kind of keep the fans. It was a little chilly, so you know, I, it's just like that's a that's awesome. Just like another fun memory from that whole show. I still have the bottle of Makers that we all signed that night. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, dude. That's awesome. The stress of life weighs on all of us, but thank God for Theragun. I can't tell you, I was working out yesterday and I used my Theragun before. And after, and later on that day, on my shoulders because I, I'm for, for for me, I'm not great at stretching as much as I should. And the Theragun is a great way to warm up my muscles before I work out. It also is a great way to le- relieve stress. I, I I mean, I use my Theragun constantly all day. It's saved me literally thousands of dollars on massages that I don't have to get anymore. And also with a in the world that we're in right now, you don't have to have any stranger touching you, breathing on you. Just use a Theragun. Whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. That's why I use it. The handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tensions using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power and is now as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has propriety brushless motor that is so quiet you'll wonder if it's even on while you soothe your aching muscles with the Theragun Signature Power Amp and effectiveness. I, I mean, it's just amazing. I love it. It is totally worth the investment. Uh, I, I I wish I had this my whole life. And now that I do, I will never not have one. Try the Theragun 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you'll need. Starting at only $199, that is a steal. Go to theragun.com slash V-I-A-L right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. It doesn't matter if you're stuck at home. No excuse not to still stay active. And you can do that with Echelon. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. I have an Echelon bike. I love it. You have great world-class instructors that will motivate you with thousands of daily, live, and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Uh, I love it. I love the classes. I I use the Echelon, my Echelon bike, at least three times a a week, and I do that because uh, Riding a bike is a great way to stay in shape, all while mixing in with other exercises that you have. Right now, you can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Try it for free. No risks. Go to echelonfit.com slash V-I-A-L. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's echelonfit.com slash V-I-A-L-L. When it comes to getting in shape, nothing feels as good as feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself and echelon helps you do that so how are you enjoying so we got this season we're 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 in full-on tasha season claire is is no longer claire and dale i mean they are i mean they're i shouldn't say no longer they, they aren't dead but uh well how you how you've been enjoying this season how, what uh, what's been the the thought from from uh, your camp in terms of 
the Bachelorette switchover, how things are progressing. What, what's uh, your kind of recap bring us up to this current episode? I'm loving it, dude. I'm loving like the the straight to the pointness. This like Claire was like, boom, this is what I want. Dale done, and like that was. I mean, we we knew it was coming from the previews, yeah. but like the fact when Tasha when Tasha comes in, and I feel like she's the same way. You know, she's she's got her like dead set eyes on a few a few of these dudes, and um, you know, I just I just appreciate her to the pointness. And, uh, and you know, not just like, oh, I'm just looking for love. It's like, no, I'm here to find a man. And I love that. I love that about her. That, that's awesome. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the episode and, and start breaking it down. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Um, so the episode kicks off with uh, the one-on-one. It, it, do we finally have like a normal episode, right? Like it actually started at the beginning of a week after a rose ceremony. Am I remembering yeah. that right? Yeah. And think, it and yeah. it it kicks off with uh, Zach C finally getting a one on one, and there's definitely yeah. before that they keep they keep showing Ben almost breaking down every time there's a date card coming. Like Ben's just like he's got to get a one on one. I mean Ben is yeah. I mean in, in the nicest possible way, Ben is getting a very favorable edit, all while. Um, showing how he like almost might snap because like i'm sure is someone who's watched the season right right you've seen other times where they'll they'll show someone wanting a one-on-one date and sometimes they sound ungrateful or they sound whiny and they sound yeah. like they're just not you know capturing the moments that are giving them but yeah they seem to be at least for my interpretation like ben doesn't look that whiny he like you almost feel sorry for him they're they're like they keep it's like they're reinforcing that there's something there between him and Tasha, mm-hmm. and he just has to wait. But every time we're just reminded that Ben hasn't gotten a one on one. Who knows what Ben might do if he doesn't if his name doesn't show up on a day card? But uh, yeah, that's something you've definitely. Has it annoyed you? Do you mind it? Do you like Ben? Has it made you sympathetic to like? Are you worried for him? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point. She's already got her eye on a few dudes, and I I think he could definitely use that one on one time, which which we find out later on. He's definitely been dying for that time, and also when he even if he does get the time, he still talks about how he has trouble opening up and all that stuff. So yeah, I hundred percent agree. Uh, but Zach gets it. Zach gets the uh the one on one, and uh, there was definitely some uh, throughout this episode. There were some throwbacks to to my season, um. That uh, so the photographer on Zach and, and Tasha's date was the same photographer that I had on my first group date. Uh, was it was it Fran? What was it? Uh, Francisco. It was Francisco. What was his yeah. name? Delightful man. He shaved his mustache. Yeah. He still has. He designs his. I'm assuming he had his his, his jumper or his one onesie outfit. He. Mm-hmm. He he does. I remember he designed his own on my season. I assume it's the same. <laughs> Delightful bad, but they brought him back. It was yes. good to see him. You um, got to bring him back. And then he apparently is the foremost uh, wedding photographer. Uh, definitely a, a different. You know, this was more of a one-on-one date. Again, back to like they're just like struggling with like ideas in terms of having dates stuck yeah, in, in like, one place exactly stuck so, in like, the resort let's do a photo shoot and make it super awkward because Tasha's already been married 
also Zach's been married, but we don't know this at this right. point. And so like it was kind of I don't know what your thoughts were, but like, you know, it's funny because you watch it and you're just like, why are both of them making this so weird? Like I get mm-hmm. you've been married. Mm-hmm. It's a photo shoot. Yes, right. you're dressing up, you know, and playing yeah. house, but like and I but but at the same time, I guess being in that world, like I get it. Like you have nothing better to do than to take everything seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything is just meant to be almost earnest in a one-on-one time and especially from Zach's point of view, like this is your shot, right? Everyone, like your one-on-one, your first one-on-one, if you get a one-on-one, it's your shot, man. It's like, this is where you have an opportunity to like make your mark. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to fall in that trap of like, just taking everything like at face value, even if it's, you know, a photo shoot dressed up as a, a married couple right. on a dating show. But like, even, even if it's a, I mean, you could tell immediately how big of a trigger it was for Tasha. And, but I mean, she said that she was like, I thought it would be fun and silly in the moment of like deciding to do this. But then when it got to like right down to it, when they got there, you could see it was just like, oh shoot, like, yeah, flashbacks. And you know, I, I, I haven't been there. I don't know, but like, I feel like, I feel like she takes all of that pretty seriously. And you know, I mean, and, and, I agree. I mean, I haven't been married and divorced, so I, I don't know. Like, I, right. I, I'm i watching it being like, okay, well, man, it's just a photo shoot. But, you know, maybe, right. you know, I there's definitely some, you know, the, the from a society's scar of feeling like, you know, you only imagine to get married once type of thing. Right. And, and uh, you, we have a way of judging yourself. So apparently Taisha is, uh, you know, having a little relapse of kind of, marriage and and the seriousness of it and why she you know the bachelor the bachelor kind of always does this it's like they're like checking in with the audience and the and the and contestants of like this shit is serious man this is about (laughs) marriage you know like in case you forgot you're getting fucking married at the end of this and it's so like (laughs) you know clearly like you know taisha and zach you know took that note and uh yeah i know they have a photo shoot um yeah, the- I think I think it was like they started with the most like they didn't ease into like they did it. They could have done it backwards like they didn't ease into like goofy outfits, whatever. They went straight for like white dress, yeah. tux, walking down the aisle like moment. And, you know, I mean, but that's that's that. And then they then they went to like the goofier, like less wedding attire yeah. stuff, which kind of that's when they like. You know, I feel like they eased up a little bit from yeah. the, the weirdness. I wonder if the whole day was as serious as they made it sound, but who knows? Like, right. it's entirely possible. Like, for five minutes, Tasha was like, yeah, this is, I don't know, super weird. And then, then they showed that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but the rest of the day. And then we get into the night portion. And as many one-on-one dates uh, give us, we, we have Zach's tragic story, which mm-hmm. I got to say, this guy really went for it because... He could have been like, hey, listen, oh, you were married? Me too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. been like, yeah, it just didn't work out. And we all would have been like, oh, wow, Tasha and Zach relate because they yeah. they were both married, like kind of like Brandon had it. But like, that's just the start. Yeah. Zach's just like, hold on, there's more. That's the mm-hmm. best part. And then he yeah. just kind of keeps going. And it's like one one beat after another. He's like, 
and then I had a drug problem, and then I got arrested, and then she left me, and he, he even subtly suggests there were days where he had bouts of depression and and he he floated the idea that he was suicidal. He didn't say mm-hmm. it, but he suggested like he, there might not be a tomorrow. Sure. You know, and yeah. that was a, I you know, I give Zach a, a a lot of credit. He didn't have to do that, you know. Yeah. He certainly yeah. could have um he could have like he, you don't have to go on the show and like tell all your secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can right. go on the show and be like, "Yeah, this shit was hard, and I'm insecure about this." And yeah. and Bachelor Nation will be like, "Oh wow, okay, cool, sad story, great, I like you." But Zach's like, "No, no, 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 I'm gonna no. tell you." <laughs> the date was 1998. Yeah, and <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what are so he's, he? He's got my respect, though, dude. Like, you know. A lot. I feel like a lot of dudes have trouble opening up on this show, and he was just like, you know what? Here it all is. Here's my addictions, divorce, and all that stuff. And I don't know. I just I, he's got my respect for sure. Yeah, he he really went for it, and it it certainly uh, there were. I wasn't sure at, at first. It was like, you know, Tasha's listening, and she's she's kind of. You can't tell if she's just impressed by the honesty. Mm-hmm. Or she's like thinking in her mind, this is this is a little more than I bargained for. You know, yeah. sometimes when right. you're just like, what, "Hey, thanks for being honest," but like, <laughs> like, dang, eh, like I, I don't, I don't know, and, like, like, and you're not really like sure, right? Like yeah, at first, exactly. I like at first I was convinced that Tasha was, um, it was a little too much. Like she was like, "Thanks for speaking your truth, and I like mm-hmm. you, and you're really honest," but like. Yeah, I don't know. Too right. too much too much for me. But I I think I think she that is exact cuz dude, her Tasha's face does not lie. So, I think that is exactly what was going on through her head. But then I think what was like totally redemptive for the whole thing is he's like and now I've been on the board of this like addiction facility for years now, which is like it, I, I, that was kind of like a a positive bomb drop for me. I was like, "Holy crap." Yeah, like that that is like that was a huge turnaround and like even more respect. T- totally, but it's it's a weird thing because in that world, right, your time is so limited, right? So usually yeah. you're expecting stories like again, like oh, I was I got divorced and and I'm mm-hmm. in a better place. Right? You you, yeah. you don't really just you don't have a lot of time in that world for like follow up questions and getting into sure. the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. right? Like if if you were dating someone. Russell, right? And they mm-hmm. and, and you know, on a third date, they decided to open up to you about these these big truths. And mm-hmm. and you're you're Tasha and you're just like, okay, well, it's a lot and I don't, okay, but wow, you're you see wow, you've recovered and now you're heading up this board. That's great, but you definitely have follow-up questions like <laughs> well, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yo, have you ever sure. relapsed? Have you ever yeah. like gone back? What's that mm-hmm. like? Do you still struggle with it at times? You, exactly. you definitely want to get a little bit more information about like how good is this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to and, and Tasha doesn't get that time. There's no way. I mean, I I right. wasn't there, but like you just their time's so limited that there's there's no way she didn't leave that date with like Thinking of a bunch of follow-up questions you would normally mm-hmm. want to ask that like totally. the time you're like, oh, well, next time we talk, we'll do that. And, and I'm right. sure 
you know, I don't know how far Zach's go. Zach, Zach goes. He's definitely my top three. So I'm going to assume at this point he gets a, a fantasy suite date. And so maybe those conversations come up then. But right. it definitely was a lot to to unleash on Taysha. And he, he definitely handled it well. And it was a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff. But if you're Taysha, you definitely have some more follow-up questions. There are definitely questions in the back of your mind for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like, uh, things that Tasha said after a date, she seems to be as into to Zach as anyone. I mean, those are things that are very um, specific. That they're it's you know from an edit standpoint, th- that's what Tasha said. She clearly feels that way about Zach. Mm-hmm. She's excited about him. Yeah. I think she said something like, "As far as any date she's had so far, like Zach has it all." You know, in terms of the type of relationship and maybe communication styles or or just. You know, maybe she just feels safe around, you know, and it makes sense. Like it's, I don't know Tasha all that well. And, and you've heard a lot from Tasha, even when she was on this podcast, her divorce has been a big part of her story, both on the show. And it sounds like, you know, in her real life, like sometimes when you go, when you watch the shows, I'm sure you've recognized, like there's a lot of people have their story and sometimes their story is like, well, yeah, I guess I have a story. And if you want me to tell a story, I'll tell the story on a TV show. And sometimes people's stories are really like stories that they live with on a day-to-day basis, right? And it sounds like Taisha's divorce is something that she like really lives with, right? On a day-to-day basis that Mm -hmm. she, you know, she feels this, I don't know if it's shame or whatever. Like some, like I when I you know if you get cheated on, you're just like oh, if you feel like this thing that you don't you shouldn't feel, but we do. We have a way of doing this to ourselves and a struggle that maybe something Tasha's insecure with. So maybe Zach and his issues that he's dealt with and he kind of owns all those things maybe makes Tasha feel safer. Maybe that's that that could be a big reason why she is connecting with Zach. Yeah, I do. I mean, if if she and I think she's kind of demanding that of these of these dudes is like. You got to be real. You got to be open. You got to open up. You got to let me in. And, you know, because she because she's so open, she's, you know, she's got that um, divorce that she, you know, feels like she needs to communicate with everybody. And that, you know, that's that's her choice. And I think her being so open, she expects that of these dudes, too. Yeah, totally. We don't want things that we put on our body every day to be toxic. And we should use deodorant every day, hopefully, so you don't smell. I, I, I mean, I, that's how I feel. Me personally, maybe you, maybe you heard me say this. I am allergic to normal deodorants, and I've had to, up until this point of my life, use antiperspirants, which are even more toxic. But thanks to each and every, they're all natural deodorants I'm not allergic to because they don't put a bunch of crap in it. And I smell wonderful. And now I have the peace of mind of not smelling great while, all, while not having to worry about putting toxic things on my skin, which is, as you know, the largest organ on your body. Each and every deodorant is made with just six simple ingredients, including coconut oil and dead sea salt, plus essential oils for fragrance. Scents like cedar and vanilla, cannabis and green tea and coconut and lime. Each and every has proven to provide odor protection equal to antiperspirants without aluminum. It is, I can't tell you how much it's really changed my life for the better. And you should absolutely get on this train. No baking soda, no aluminum, no other harmful chemicals that go into your body when you're using antiperspirants or regular deodorant. Each and every is vegan, cruelty-free, and sustainably sourced, even under their new eco-friendly plant-based packaging, helping to support a healthy lifestyle and the planet. We know you'll love each and every and will want to share it with others like we are. 
Make sure to check out their limited edition gift sets and bundles now and take advantage of this great offer for our listeners. 30% off your first package. Go to eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use promo code V-I-A-L. Remember, it's 30% off. Use promo code V-I-A-L-L at eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Guilt-free deodorant. Well, who doesn't like wine? I, I've really never met someone who doesn't, but I'll tell you what. Sometimes, you know, a single-serving people, we don't need to have to drink a whole bottle at once. Sometimes we want to crack open a bottle and only have a glass or two, and then we're, like, left with, like, leaving it out, and sometimes it goes bad. Well, not with Usual Wines. Usual Wines is doing some great things out there with their wine, but most specifically, their 6.3-ounce Heavy pours is about a glass and a half of wine, a perfect serving size. No more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle because of the single serving format and bottle design. Usual is always fresh. No more flat, bubbly, or stale rosé. The wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. What? Usual wines have a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. I'm, I'm I'm a red blend guy, you know. And that's just me. They also have a limited production Brut Rosé just for the summer. Usual Wines is made from the world-class AVAs. That's American Viticultural Area in California like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara and are made with minimum intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. But don't grapes contain sugar? Well, to clarify, all Usual Wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugars will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. Wow, that's some fun knowledge and makes me feel better about drinking more wine. Usual has a very special holiday product coming early November, Usual Reserve. It's an ultra-premium limited edition Mount Viter Cabernet Sauvignon introducing Usual Reserve. This is their most special wine yet. It's just in time for the holidays. Hailing from one of their most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa, this Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or just keep it for yourself. The holidays, as usual. Go check out their website at usualwines.com and use my discount code VIALL for $8 off. Try their first glass on us. So you feel good about Zach? Where, where would you where would you rate Zach at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'd say he's definitely top five for sure. Oh, you're, After- you're only in top five. So, well, I guess who's your... Yeah, who are your top five right now? <sighs> Dude... I mean, number one, dude, I think Brendan has taken the lead. Brendan? I think, yeah. Really? He's, I th- I th- he's my favorite. I think he's the hottest guy in the, in the, in the group. Straight up, dude. Like, I, 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 I think he, he's definitely taken a big lead. Yeah, he's super good looking in a not as traditional way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, God, his eyes. He's got great eyes. He's got the curly hair. And totally. I totally agree with you, but I just don't. I don't totally. I don't buy it for Tasha. Okay. All right. Only because, like, he, you know, sometimes that first one-on-one that people get, it's not entirely always the case, but it often serves a very important role of storytelling in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think I think Tasha likes him. Totally. But I, I haven't think he seen crushes it. One-on-one. I have. And, oh, I think he crushes. Like even to, and, and we'll get into the group date, but. I, I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. He's one of my favorites. I just don't know if yeah. he's Tasha's favorite. Okay. All right. But all right. So you got Brandon number one. I got Brandon. Dude, up until 
this daggum episode, my boy Easy. Oh, like See, you, you got you got it's not who you like the best. I know, and and that's what that's what I realized in this episode. Like me and my wife were talking about it. Me and Kaylee were talking about it. And it was like he's like, dude, you. She said you and Easy would be like absolute best friends. And I was like, one million percent. And, you know, if I was on this show, I don't know if I would have been right for Tasha. You know what I mean? It's like, but Easy, dude, freaking love that guy. Uh, I really like Easy. I, uh, sometimes I, like, I, I, I was watching it with my friend and I was, I was telling her, I was just like, in the beginning of the date, I was like, Easy's going home. Watch. Yeah. It was, oh, I, I, yes. I saw it like the whole time. Dude. Within the first, like, first 20, 30 seconds, there was no, there's no, like, arm around. There's no, like, kissy, snuggly, smoochy. And I'm like, bro, you got to get in there, dog. Yeah, like, but he was said, like, she, chances are, he was always going home. You know? True. I mean, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down in, uh, towards the yeah, end. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, so you, you Dude, liked Easy, but all right. Loved so, it, but yeah, obviously not top five. Ivan, I think he's crushing it, too. Yeah, he, he's been he's been getting some time. So if you had to pick your top four for hometowns, who would it be for Tasha? Who would it be as of right now? I think Ben will make it to hometowns. Yeah. So that's. So you got Brandon, Ben, Ivan. Z- Dude, I bet Zach. I bet Zach will Zach's make it your too. top four. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So Ivan, the, Brandon, yeah. Ben. Yeah, that's a, that's a good top four. Yeah, I feel I, good about that. I kept thinking Spencer, but Spencer hasn't done shit since he showed up and got that first impression rose. Yeah. As oh, far dude. as first impression roses go, I've never, I don't remember uh, a contestant, especially on The Bachelorette, because historically, as you know, first impression rose, including Dale, has been like a total front runner. In fact, I mean, as you, as you know, like first impression rose winner has won the Bachelorette almost every season. And if, if, it, if they don't win, they're like top two or three, right? Sure. But then yeah. you have Spencer. Spencer's coming in, comes in hot, great-looking guy, mm-hmm. seems charming. He's like comfortable talking to Tasha. You know, he's not intimidated in conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's really completely fallen off the map. Yeah. I, I think it was just a big splash of like bringing in the new guys. Yeah, you know, I, and and I think they just use that to make Spencer seem like this big bad dog. And as time goes on, it just like I'm I'm looking at the whole lineup here, and I'm like, who? Yeah. You oh yeah. I mean? So you've you've I you've forgotten a few episodes, you've forgotten right? about it. Like yeah. all he all he had this episode was a um, some commentary around the Noah and, and Bennett drama. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, literally yeah. that's he's been he's he's, he's resorted to like a narrator on this season this is a guy who i like you know this was a guy when he showed up was like this guy could win this guy could maybe be top three or or maybe he'll be the villain or or all three and now he's just like yeah pretty good looking guy who's there to like you know help us recap what's going to remind us exactly he's just been demoted to the peanut gallery yeah i mean it's entirely possible like this season is so different because they're they're working with less time right like Mm -hmm. I still don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I'm assuming that I don't know if they're having extra episodes, right? Right. So they're they're trying right. to cram in a whole season of Tasha with with less weeks, and it just, you know, character arcs and and storytelling for these characters or these guys just might go 
differently. So yeah. it's entirely possible Spencer could still get a one-on-one, and when he does, he he is uh you know a big part of the story. But like Ben hasn't had a like Ben hasn't had a one-on-one, right? Right. And yet, even though every episode, that's part of the Ben's story is that he's waiting for this one-on-one. And even when mm-hmm. he's not getting a one-on-one, he's getting these moments of like, we're seeing Tasha and Ben, or we're seeing the problem, their, their lack of communication. And Ben isn't how, Ben's not showing up as Tasha is constantly saying, right? So like, we're being mm-hmm. told that like, pay attention to Ben, even when he's not getting a one-on-one. And we're just not being told to pay attention to Spencer. So like, sure. I'm just wondering if we shouldn't. And which is right. just, like I, I, it's just a kind of a something I just thought about. Like it's it's so not typical of someone who gets a first impression rose on The Bachelorette. Yeah, it, at, usually they're like a villain, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like oh, if he, if he, if they're not their favorite, okay, I thought I liked this guy. It's just weird that like even even from a show production standpoint, he's just not getting into any drama. It's just yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with it. So yeah. I don't know. We'll I, see. I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So then we move into, uh, well, you know, Zach gets a, a, a the rule the rose. He solidifies himself as a, a top contender. And now we have the group date rose, uh, the group, uh, the group date, which mm-hmm. what, what, were your, what were your thoughts on the group date overall? Just general. The, the like the emotional, like the, the art date where they all kind of express yeah. themselves. I mean, I I mean I think it was I mean that's exactly what Tasha wanted from everybody. Yeah. Like to to open up to be real. And then <laughs> the dude when they made the clay, I was like when they started doing that, I was like somebody's going to make a wiener. 100%. Of course somebody. <laughs> of course dude. And so dude, that had me dying. Um, I think, I think Brendan crushed it. The little, the picture frame turned sideways. Beautiful. It was so, Um, it was so great. It was so simple. You thought he's mailing it in, but his deliver, his delivery is, yeah, I I loved it. I was just like, oh my God, you're hot. Yeah. I would have, I would have picked him for the, for the extra one-on-one time for sure. Um, I I mean, yeah, to be honest, I think this might've been one of my favorite group dates. Yeah, of all 100%. time on any and, season ever because yeah. you know as someone who's been in that position like it humanized those people the guys it made you kind of like them all in a very endearing mm-hmm. way and unlike right. you know your heavy-handed one-on-ones that like you know talk about these tragic like, like these weren't about like tragic stories these were just like kind of a simple um self-expression as they talked mm-hmm. about about their insecurities and hopes as humans and like anytime you get anyone to talk about that it just endears you to them it's like have you ever heard of that like one like there's this there's this like you know fall in love with someone in like 20 minutes type of test where like if you like there's this whole thing like if 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 it's you and a person and you know let's say uh, like if you're attracted to women then you and another woman or that's something you're physically attracted to or have some sort of attraction to and that you can sit down and like if you go through these questions and they're like they get more and more personal and you open up more and just mm-hmm. like by definition when you do that you just you kind of fall for someone and this was yeah. like a little bit of that where from a show standpoint I loved it because it kind of endeared you to even all the men even Ed I don't remember what Ed did but you're just like 
you know, I've been critical of Ed. Right. Like, you know, because these are all people, right? And I think we right. often forget about that on the show, yeah. that they're like, these are human beings. And and, and we saw, as we saw with Taisha, I think it made her more invested in all the, like, the more the lead cares about all the contestants as humans and, like, and I mean really cares, like, feels, like, emotionally attached, the, mm-hmm. the better TV it is. But, like, I just thought it was, like, one of the better episodes and absolutely uh, for for all those for all those reasons i Uh, i do too bro i think you know like you said once once they started to open up like you just like oh man like that's cool that you went to that deep level on on national television and and you know like there is not a lot of time left there's not a lot of time that each of these guys are going to get to one-on-one and have that deep emotional time so everybody just went hard in the paint on that on that self portrait dude. Yeah, I get I give him a lot of credit. I I wonder if it I don't I don't know if the producers meant this or not, but because time is so limited and it's like it's like hey Tasha, you showed up late. We need to like fucking like get these relationships going, right? There's yeah. just not enough time. And I got to say like this little exercise that they had the guys do was a great way to like leapfrog mm-hmm um these relationships and feel connected I, I, yeah. I thought it was a real clever way and i would i honestly would love to see this date replicated in some way shape or form on every season going forward agree to like have it. these people kind of more even earlier on just kind of like let the audience know and the lead know like what like what are their trick like what's their like real soft spots you know like yeah. where are where where are they most relatable as humans to everyone mm-hmm. else i thought that was yeah. that was great what, what did you about, think what of, about ben's self-portrait yeah, i wanted <laughs> i wanted to ask you about that you tell like what was your thoughts about well because at this point you don't know about ben's story right so mm-hmm. we we see ben you know he's struggling he's struggling we keep oh ben can't communicate we're just told well all these other guys are nailing it and you know like then it's like yeah. ben's not saying anything then ben walks out <laughs> Ben comes back naked. You're like, what? Yeah. And like, eh, Ben has a hot body, right? So as a guy, were you wondering, nice, nice, subtle flex, Ben? Or like, (laughs) you know, like this wasn't like, I don't know, some guy who came out who's maybe a little insecure about like taking his shirt off. Mm -hmm. You know, he usually swims with the t-shirt on or something. I don't know. Right. You know? (laughs) And he's like, here, I just... This is what I'm fucking insecure about, like my naked body. And I'm yeah. going to do this and have this be. But no, Ben takes his robe off. He's a, he's a chiseled he's Greek god. Jacked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was your take? Did you, uh, did you, did it win for you? Or were you in the moment, even before knowing Ben's personal struggle, were you, were, were you eye rolling? Did you, did it, ben, did it work on you? What was, what was the wife's thinking? I, I'm really curious. Ex- dude, I was about to say my wife, Kaylee was just like, bro, seriously. Wow. You know? And I was like, okay, I totally see that. But also like they walked into a new drawing session anyway. Yeah. You know? So that's already kind of like happening. And then he, I feel like if, there's a little, I guess he could have gone deeper in his like his speech about why he chose to get naked. You know, it's like, I give you this body. I give you whatever. I'm like, okay, like you're jacked. You're ripped. You look awesome, bro. But like more of like 
I don't know. I just like I was expecting a little more depth in his speech of why he got naked. Got naked. And I Yeah. And I couldn't honestly tell if Taisha was touched by whatever he said or right. she was just like he's so fucking hot. I can't wait to like be in a You know what I'm saying? Like she's yeah. clearly attracted to him. Yeah. And it was just like it was hard to tell yeah. if it yeah. was like awkward or Right. You know, as I'm sure you've heard, like the, the difference between like hot and creepy is just whether the other person receiving the, you know, it yeah. is into it or not. Right. Yeah. And yeah, Tasha's yeah, yeah. into Ben. So like, yeah, I think she's like, think great, she you're was. naked. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. I, I think she was into it. I think, you know, the vulnerability that he'd been lacking came across to Tasha and I think she was into it, dude. Did it change? your wife's perception of Ben's approach after hearing Ben's story about struggling with bulimia and having an eating disorder. See that I, I, uh, I think, I don't know if she really like cared on me, That's but fair. I, but I, but I totally see, I totally see that. Like, you like you a know, more, it's, it makes me more of a, a metaphor. Like if he had bulimia, clearly he had body image issues, right? Exactly. And, and there he is like being vulnerable, like taking his clothes off. Like you could I, look like bed and still like see a different person in the mirror. You know, that's yeah, possible. I think dude. And I think, I think he could have thrown that in there. You know, like this is something that I've struggled with for years of my life. This is me being, you know what I mean? Like he could have thrown that in there. Maybe a little speech. In front of Tasha, um, so you think had he admitted his eating disorder naked in front of the guys with Tasha, that would have been a bomb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean that would have been that. It's but not in like I struggled with bulimia for a decade, but like just some sort of little nugget, yeah, of 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 something a little deeper. But I mean, I still I still got to give the man credit for dropping everything in front of all those dudes in America. Yeah, and you know, maybe it's just about the per Ben whether it's who he is and I think it is or like just the edit he's getting. He just doesn't seem like a douchey guy at all. Right. right? A, a like, dude, I was had, just about to say that. Had Spencer done that, had Noah done that, had maybe any any other guy done that. Mm-hmm. You would have been like, okay. But yeah, cool, Ben bro. Ben definitely has this, you know, very sincere side to him that he's mm-hmm. he's earnest and he's open about talking about how he's not good at being open. And so it, it didn't, I mean, it was like, it, it raised some eyebrows, but it definitely didn't scream douchey. It was just like, 100%. It was like maybe a, like a small red flag. Are we seeing right. something about Ben? <laughs> We're not seeing, but yeah. and then we find out about the eating disorder, which yeah. I gotta say, I was, um, of all the of all the stories we hear on on one on one dates and and you know as we've as I'm sure like you know you being a fan it's it's become almost you know in some ways a joke that people come in with their sad stories, some are more sad than others, right mm-hmm. some are some real heartbreaking stories that really endear us to the to, to people, and some of them are like, yeah, I got cheated on once, you know like mm-hmm, right. okay um you know, for a show that has, for a show that you know has thirty, twenty five, thirty new women, and we always hear about eating disorders. Um, eating disorders are are a 
really prevalent thing in our society that we don't talk about a lot. And yet, mm-hmm. of all the sad stories, I I don't remember men or women really talking about that. Sure. And I think that's I was uh it was kind of fascinating, you know, and right. and uh hopefully an awareness sort of way. I think it was really uh, powerful to have a guy to talk about it, right? Yep. Cuz I mm-hmm. think that's a a huge uh misconception that only women uh, struggle right. with eating disorders. And it's probably mm-hmm. more prevalent with women. I don't have any data to back that up, but that, that's my guess. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen with men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I give Ben a lot, of, a lot of credit to to talk about that. I mean, it's like back to back, like heavy admissions of their stories between Zach and Ben, just being like, no, 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 no. I'm like, here, I'm going to be real fucking honest with you mm-hmm. about yeah. something that I, you know, like a lot of these stories, like when I was on the show, I remember talking about how I was cheated on or something, you know, mm-hmm. or no, I, I mean, I did. It wasn't or something, but like, I don't know. I wasn't that worried of feeling judged or whatever. These are like honest stories between Zach and Ben where it's just mm-hmm. like, you're really putting yourself out there. The stuff that they're talking about, bro, is like their deep personal, like darknesses, whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. It's like they're, you know, they're. I don't know. That feels super vulnerable to me, dude, especially eating disorders. Like you said, typically, you know, women are the one who talk about that, but it's like a dude with an eating disorder opening up and yeah. I mean, shout out to them, bro. Yeah. I give, I've give, I give Ben a lot of credit for that because, uh, yeah, it was, it was his sister, like literally only his sister knew. Oh, was it his sister? Okay. Yeah. And now now America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like I'm, I'm kind of, I thought about this last night when I was watching it, we're just like, we haven't, of all the things this show has brought awareness to, you know, like mm-hmm. you would think an eating disorder would be more commonly talked about as like someone's sad story, but it just mm-hmm. hasn't. And and props to Ben for for bringing some awareness to it, and especially the fact that you know men can struggle with it too. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it was uh, really heavy, and and uh, I really I, I I enjoyed that conversation, but yeah. also like. Props to him for, like, he still looks good, man. Like, it's, it's, it's as far he's in peak physical condition. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Wild, wild times. Yeah. Um, any, any, so wait. Yeah. So then we, so yeah, that's the, oh, and then we get into the Noah. That's when the Noah, where do you land on Bennett and Noah? Oh, dude. Well, we already talked about, already talked about easy. But, dude, I think this little Bennett, uh, Noah, like, sit down and then there's one Rose situation, love it. Like, from a TV standpoint. Yes. It's amazing. This needs to be, this needs to be on every season. Like, when there's this, this teenage drama, AB in the room, one Rose, the you know contestant comes and sits down, talks it out, and somebody goes home, somebody stays. I freaking love <laughs> this whole concept, dude. I love it. Do you? Uh, before we we break that down, what what are your general thoughts on Bennett and Noah as individuals, and are you picking a side, or do you just like the drama overall? No, dude. I I. I can't say I'm a Bennett fan, dude. I he's just like I don't know. He I think he does talk down to people. He uses yeah. his his wit and his big words to to make people feel just tiny and 
you know, he he's mani- like that's a trigger for me. Like verbal manipulation is like not not cool with me. And so like when you just when you use big words and try to talk over people and uh so definitely not a fan of that. But also, I don't know. I haven't I don't think I think what do you think I of mean, Noah? Noah got a lot of heat last episode for like being the the villain and but but right. What do you think about that? And speaking up for the house doesn't really come. That doesn't cut it for anybody, especially this episode. They've already smashed a couple dudes for saying that. Yeah, I and don't so, know why anyone says that. It's all right. Yeah, I, yeah. And so I think. Well, first of all, he's twenty five, and I got to put myself in being 25 and on this show, I probably would have done dumb shit too. And, you know, gotten super emotional regarding what, you know, this whole, this whole beef. But, um, I don't know, dude, I, I, I'm not, I think he's super young, obviously a little immature to go to Tasha and tattletale on the whole house being fed up with Bennett or whatever. So I sent them both home, dude. I don't care. I'm 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 more team Noah. I've uh Okay. Yeah. I'm uh I'm not saying Noah is uh innocent of or or, or above any criticism. Mm-hmm. But you know if the ta- I had to pick the tattling, you know, I'm here to tell you that it's not entirely Noah's fault. It may not even be his idea mm-hmm. and that's sure. just how we're seeing it. Yeah. Um and even still, like Noah's been put in a corner. This is the classic. This is like old school bachelor bachelorette of like, you know, we talk about right reasons. Nothing make, you know, like I agree with you about the talking down and the condescension, but actually nothing makes me more frustrated, especially in that world where people start speaking for the lead. It's like mm-hmm. they'll never be with you. It's like, you know, I don't know if Tasha's going to be with. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I can confidently say and I think you would agree that Tasha's not going to be with any of these guys. But she has a much better chance of ending up with Noah than Bennett. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would choose I would choose Noah over Bennett for mm-hmm. actually ending up with Tasha. Noah has all of Noah's actions seem to be focused on Tasha. Mm-hmm. They might be misguided. They might not be the best approach, but they seem to be about Tasha. Where yeah. Bennett, even though he's accusing Noah of t- talking about other guys, yes. I don't know what Bennett has ever done to make me think that he's there for Tasha. Bro, exactly. He talks about every time I get with Tasha, it's 100% me and her. I don't talk about anybody else. And I'm like, bro, in your freaking art presentation, you were just like dogging Noah with, you know, like whatever he was talking about, his little puzzle. Was that? I don't know. He was, he was just literally like looked over at Noah and acknowledged yeah. during his art presentation that he's supposed to be pouring his heart out to Tasha. Yeah, totally. I, I, I really liked Bennett when the season started. I thought Bennett was aware. Bennett talked a lot about self-awareness this episode on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably didn't listen to my episode last week, but my big premise on Bennett was I like Bennett if Bennett is self-aware enough to realize that he is a dork. Like he's a nerd. And I say mm-hmm. that liking dorks and liking nerds. But like if Bennett knows that like if this whole I went to Harvard and I live this kind of like fancy life is kind of a joke because he's leaning into the corniness that is thinking that you're special because you come from, then it's funny, you know, 
But I'm realizing that I, this might be who Bennett is. Like Bennett actually thinks he's Pierce Brosnan and, and not like <laughs> just kind of generally an awkward guy right. who just happens to be tall and have good bone structure. But yeah. he's just a real fucking dork with a lot of insecurities underneath. I was about to say, dude, it just each the further this goes on, just little insecurities start popping out. And like, dude, Noah's got the swag that he that Bennett will never have. Yeah. And, and, I, I, think, and I think, yes, Bennett, his sees his, yeah. his one, two, three, four emotional intelligence breakdown was basically like About just himself. dogging to put himself above Noah's like natural swag, I guess. I, I think it's a. That's totally right. You're absolutely right. Noah has a natural swag to him. He has a confidence. Uh, Joe from this season was on our podcast last week and talked. Like, Noah is a traveling nurse who, before he went on the show, was on the front lines of fighting COVID. He has 10 brothers and sisters. Noah is not intimidated by, like, something as petty as a bunch of guys on a reality TV show going after one girl. And it's a very intimidating world. But, um, like, Noah... He's just like, whatever. This is silly. I've like, yeah. I'm fighting COVID. I'm a nurse. I'm dealing with literal life and death. Oh, by the way, I grew up in a household where like I, I wasn't told I was special by my mom and dad because there was two of us. You yeah. know, like I had to fight for cereal. I say this having 10 brothers and sisters that like, you know, every morning was like, do I get the lucky charms or are they going to be gone by the time I wake up? You know, right. and it's a doggy dog world in a family of, a, of a 11 siblings. So like I empathize with Noah and it's just like he's just not like he just there's a pettiness in this world that Noah has gotten unfortunately sucked into because like I, I where I feel bad for Noah is that he's not being petty. He's might mm-hmm. he might be aggressive. He might be sometimes you could argue and consider the other guys. He might be misguided, but he, he isn't petty. He's just mm-hmm. being called out for doing something the other guys think he should just not do because he's not of the OG crew. He's not getting in line with like, here's how we do things in this world before right. you showed up. And mm-hmm. Bennett is being petty and like Noah just has to respond to it. Like I'm 100% team no when it comes to this. Okay. Dude, I I you just you just broke that down in a real way. I love that, dude. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know he had that many siblings, which makes 100% sense of like him when he came back from that, he's like, "Dude, I said it. All these dudes are a bunch of wieners." I think he yeah. literally said wieners. And I'm like, "Dude, okay, I, that makes so much more sense now of like just not even dealing with any of the pettiness yeah, bullcrap. It's, he's it's just like all stupid, and he's just yeah. like, "This is dumb," you know. I, like, cheers to that breakdown. Yeah, and Noah, does, you're right. He has a swag that like some people have and some people don't, and and Bennett doesn't have any swag, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that because if you mm-hmm. don't have swag, all you have to do is be aware that you don't have swag, and mm-hmm. you can have like Ivan. I mean, Ivan has swag, but Ivan doesn't have the swag that Noah has. Ivan's swag comes from having, you know, being like the nerdy chess player and being very, you know, has Ivan's so self-aware, right? Mm -hmm. Ivan knows who he is and he's also young and he Mm -hmm. knows his strengths and weaknesses and he's fine with acknowledging those both. And that's what gives him his swag, you know, like Mm -hmm. where Noah's swag just comes from this like general like wag i don't know what it yeah. is but some guys <laughs> yeah. is like ah fuck this guy nothing like right. you know and and it, it's driving bennett nuts 
Yeah, did at it exactly. And then he just tries to flex his his book knowledge one, two, three, four to put himself back above it. And he's just I think he's crashing and burning, dude. I think I think Bennett goes home. Uh yeah. I mean they definitely I uh I totally agree. I put last night I put the odds on uh my my top three scenarios to open up obviously next episode because we're left with the cliffhanger is Noah stays, Bennett goes home. They both go home. And option three is that Bennett stays and Noah goes home. I think because like we forget like Noah Noah has a connection with Tasha. Like mm-hmm. I don't why, we're 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 just dismissing this because we're told that he's twenty five, but Tasha likes him. Yeah, you know I yeah. don't know if it's as much as she likes Ben or Zach or some of the other guys, but like Tasha likes Noah, and she yeah. like doesn't even know Bennett's there. I mean, she knows right. Bennett's there, but like he is, as far as Tasha's concerned, from what I can tell, he's just part of the TV show. Yeah, yeah, and I think the I think the little nugget that they left us with when it was like, "What's this present?" and it was like, "To be yeah. continued." It was like, dude, Noah's just about to. I think he's gonna use that. He's gonna like Bennett's gonna try to explain it in his smart, nerdy way, and then Noah's just gonna be like, "Look, he did this to belittle me." He's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, if, if Noah's smart, he doesn't say anything. True. Because the present speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, that's, no, that's very true. Noah's biggest mistake that he makes is he's like, and I get it. I get where Noah's coming from. He's trying to, like, share his perspective, his truth, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. well, let me explain. But, like, it's obvious what's going on, right? Like, it's even when the... when. You pointed out, right? Like Bennett was making remarks. Tasha noticed, mm-hmm. right? Like it was all no, like Noah yeah. said something about him being privileged, and Bennett took offense to the criticism of Noah suggesting that he was privileged, while Bennett is constantly acting like he's privileged. And whether Bennett is privileged or not, we don't really know. Which is behind mm-hmm. Bennett's point. But like, if you don't want to be called something, don't act like you are. Yeah. I don't, you know. Totally. I don't totally. like Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. I I yeah, absolutely. And when Tasha sits down with them, dude, I I just they gave you just like a quick just a little taste of Bennett crashing and burning, and I think that's just going to keep spiraling and spiraling in the next episode, dude. Yeah, it was kind of funny because the hearing Tasha say what's in that box like clearly she said that at another time because you didn't see her mouth moving it was like mm-hmm. a there she must she must have asked for it but like mm-hmm. you know I, I'm just wondering why they felt the need to have Tasha say it in a word what's in that box like right. Tasha definitely <laughs> did not say that in the moment because like uh-huh. they panned onto the box and it was like it, it sounded like a right dubbed voice or whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah, me. My guess is it'll open up, and you're right. The, from the best TV mo- moment, it will be Noah just is like, I mean, it's a gift that Bennett gave me, mm-hmm. and then Tasha will be like, oh, like, what? A, maybe, maybe you guys resolved it, and then Bennett mm-hmm. will be like, well, let me explain what's in the box, and he will earnestly be a, this asshole. Like right. and oh, back to like the some odes to my, the my season. Like emotional te- intelligence was like such a hot topic between Taylor and Corinne on my season, mm-hmm. and 
if you guys don't remember, anytime someone tries to call out someone else for being emotionally intelligent in the bachelor world only sounds like an asshole. Yes. Like, and, and Bennett talked about self-awareness. Like, I don't think Bennett's self-aware at all. I mean, no. I, like, I think Bennett called himself out. All the things that he is accusing of Noah, it seems more obvious that Noah, uh, that Bennett's lacking and deficient in those categories. Yeah, just because he's aware of those four steps of of emotional awareness, he's aware of the four steps, but I don't think he is aware emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, he know, he knows <laughs> what one, two, three, and four is. And I, if, if I'm going to try to give Bennett credit, He's just like, he calmly and politely tells Taisha that he disagrees with his assessment, with her assessment that uh, Bennett's point of view is uh, kind of diminishes Taisha's credibility. You know how she's just like, well, you're kind of undermining my decision. And Bennett's like, yeah. well, I don't see it that way. I believe, like, I believe that Bennett believes that. Like, he's not, it's one of those like, listen, I don't, right, yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick. You're like, congratulations. You're not trying to be a dick. You just naturally are so you just can't help it great you can't help it but thanks for not trying yeah um, and that dude that was the start of the downfall before they hit to be continued like she you could see it in her face she was like excuse me you know what i mean like she she flipped a switch and that that was like the first like uh-oh ben is going home yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it, my guess is from Tasha's standpoint is that you can tell that Bennett's generally liked by the guys in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And and you can tell that the guys are kind of team Bennett. Like you could even tell going into the drama that you got some some like Spencer talked about some other guys. You can tell they kind of like Bennett better now. Part of it is like we just go to this whole thing where because of this way the season is, these guys know Bennett. They're friends with Bennett. Noah's the new guy. He's the outsider who came in hot. And so they just, for no reason, no real reason, they generally mm -hmm. like are put off by Noah. And you yeah. know what? You know what Bennett isn't to these other guys? A threat. You know, because the, these guys don't, he's <laughs> yeah. not a threat. They don't look right. at Bennett and they don't see Bennett as a threat to Tasha at all. So they're just like, right. you know what, Bennett, you go be Bennett. You act however it is you act. And they think it's funny. But yeah. Noah... They might not think he's going to end up with Tasha, but he's a threat. Like right. he's going for it. His focus is on Tasha, yeah, and that's dude, a threat to those fence. guys. Yeah, and and that's just the that, those are the facts. And so those guys. And so mm -hmm. what I'm saying is like, Tasha definitely senses that Bennett's more popular in the house, and this show every season kind of tells you, you know, so often and not always correctly that like. If they're not popular with the group, that's a red flag. You know, mm -hmm. like they have to be in the in crowd. If if they're not popular, then there's a reason why you need to look into that. And yeah. that's definitely not the case because it's sometimes the house turns on someone for no reason other than like they're the new guy, they're the outsider, they're a threat, and yeah. they're just and, not getting in line. And the fact that he doesn't give a crap and just jumps right in there, like hops a fence on that group date. You know, and then eventually, like, steals the night with her, dude. Like, yeah. that was a ballsy move. And, like, like you said, like, this is how we do things on the show. Duh, 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 duh. These are the steps. And he was like, screw it. Jumped the fence, got the date, and, like, hung out with her the rest of the night. Like, shout out to him, bro. You, you've, you've just changed my mind on Noah. Like, knowing that he has all these siblings means that you don't give a crap. Like, my wife has five older brothers. 
she, she she's not afraid of dudes. She's not afraid of like big groups, crowds, anything, dude. She'll walk up, she'll walk straight up to CEO of any whatever, and like boom, just like win them over immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's the swag that you can't learn at Harvard. Like he straight up just has it. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And and Noah's getting a bad, and I don't. I, I don't like to say, but Noah is getting an f- unfair edit because, you know, people I've said this to me. Noah is getting a very similar edit that I had on Andy and a little bit of Caitlin season. Right. If you break down their individual actions, they're not really doing anything mm-hmm. like in life. That's a crime. They might. Right. Their soundtrack is a little menacing. You know, they're not getting the bends, you know, always romantic, always endearing music behind all of his actions. Yeah. But like you look at what he's actually doing, he's doing nothing wrong. He's actually just focused on the girl, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, yeah he's and, and you're responding to how popular or unpopular he's seeming in the house, but he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's um, I'm I'm 100% team Noah in this situation uh, because more than. He's as much there for Tasha as I can tell as any of the other guys. Sure. Um, and he's just like, what What else would you do if people are constantly like just talking shit about you? I mean, that house, having been in that world, you, it's, it's petty. They, they want to make you feel like an outsider, the other people. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, it's, it's clicky. And uh, as a 25 year old, I think Noah's doing the best he can with that, yeah. in, you know, situation. No, no, I'm right. definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm a definitely a Noah stad and I'm here to de- defend, to set, defend him. Sold me on him, dude. Sold um, me on him straight up. So, uh, last but not least, obviously the easy one-on-one, I mean, it is what it is. Obviously a very likable guy in the season. I think we all enjoyed him. Charming. He was a good narrator. He seemed lovable, but I, I mean, I, I, I saw it the whole time. And part of it is because, you know, just kind of like for other people who like breaking down the show, you had too many like good dates to be honest. It's mm-hmm. time for time for a bad one. So yeah. you had a you had the Zach good date. You had the Ben had a great moment. Ben's moment, even though it was on a group date, was a very kind of one on one moment, yeah. right? And sometimes yeah, they yeah, yeah. they'll do that uh, and kind of throw you off. But like, can you remember a time where Easy and Tasha really had a moment? No, dude. That's the thing. Is like. I was thinking back to like Brendan's date. I think that was the previous episode. And like, you know, they were riding the horses and kept getting interrupted by Chris Harrison. Kept getting interrupted. Kept, you know, he was talking about that. And like, but easy. So this is what I'm saying is like easy. They're in a haunted house. Like, how are you going to connect? Yeah. In, in any way when you're just like freaking out and like running to and fro around this haunted property. There's no, I mean, I think first of all, they were he set up for failure. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it, and this is bad. As good as the group date was, and I give the producers like all the credit, like that was brilliant. And 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 the 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 haunted house was just equally as bad. Now, granted, again, they're what are they going to do? They're stuck. So, but like, it wasn't even a haunted house, right? I mean, they're at right, the yeah, La Quinta. Yeah. It wasn't like when <laughs> they're you know they didn't go to like Rome. And like, you know, they met with the tourist board like, hey, by the way, there's this like ancient Hannes haunted house. It's like world yeah. famous and like you should have a date there. And they're like, oh, great. Right. And whether you believe in ghosts or not, 
it's just known as a haunted house. No, right. this is like an empty room. They just like yeah. <laughs> change the in. filter on. <laughs> <laughs> I like, know, dude. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, what I'm saying about Brendan is like he kept getting interrupted. Like there wasn't, he was talking about how it kept getting interrupted, but dude, he brought it home at the end of the date. Yeah. You know, he, he became like, he won her over at the end of the date. But then Easy Dude just went from ha-ha, laughy, haunted house to like, I love you. As soon as, as soon as Easy said, I'm falling in love with you, with absolutely no grounds behind it, yeah. I, 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 I was watching with my friend and I, I bet her, I'm like, this guy's going home. And she's like, no way. And because she hasn't been watching easy came on thought he was really attractive oh like this guy's easy stud he yeah. was funny yeah. he's charming what's not to like and i'm like nah going home and then as soon as he said i'm falling in love with you i was like now i'm positive because like yeah you're what you're in love with them based on what and that that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like that was a kid like because that gives Tasha an opportunity to say well you're there i'm not there yet and mm-hmm. and hearing you say that reinformed mm-hmm. me that i need to let you go it was yeah classic i think classic i think he, he's got swag he know he you know obviously good looking dude hilarious life of the party kind of dude but just a little like lack of i don't know whatever emotional intelligence i don't know but like of just of just cues of like hey maybe we haven't spent that much time together ease into the to the lovey-dovey stuff and get to know uh, each other. And it was just like, bam. Easy made the mistake of wanting, I don't fault them, but again, if we're breaking this down, like right reasons and stuff like that, I think we're, we're in agreement. I don't know easy. I've never met the guy. Seems like an all right guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's probably not a desperate guy. He probably has no, not a hard time. Like with the ladies, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just as nuts to him to say to Tasha, I think I'm falling in love with you with absolutely no reason that he mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. But Easy said it anyways because you know what he wanted? He wanted not to go home. And he right. said it for the show. And he didn't and mean I- it. And I guarantee you, go Easy's going back to all his friends right now. He'll be like, <laughs> oh, bro, it was like for the show. And that's really? fine if he said that. Okay. I don't have a problem. But again, we go back to like right reasons and sincerity and right. no one's I mean, criticizing Easy for, for right. saying something w- he doesn't didn't mean. That's okay, so you don't think he meant it? No. Okay. Not all right. at all. Do you? I would I would no, I mean, I would just if he did, I would I would totally stand up and see his side and you know, he that his limited time. He didn't get any time to say that in the haunted house to express his feelings as a, as you would on a normal date. So it's just like I had my shot, I took my shot, and just got straight blocked. So, yeah. but you, I mean, but but you, so do you think he meant it, or you think he might have meant it? I mean, dude, I saw he was definitely shedding a couple tears in the limo home. Yeah, but that's just no. He's sad that he's going home. True. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I, I could I, be I could, wrong. I could be wrong, and I might be wrong. But I mean, in the limo home, he looked he looked devastated. Like, I if he did mean it, I could I could see I could see his side and defend his just going all in with 
you know, that half hour, however long the dinners last, going so hard in the paint that it's like, hey, shoot my shot, got blocked. All right, well, going home. Uh, all right, so let me ask you, Russell, what, what do you think it's more likely? So, Easy's episode comes on. He's watching it with his family or buddies or whatever. And somebody is like texting him, bro, did you really love her? Like, really? You were falling in love? You think yeah. he responded with, yeah, man, I really was? Or is he just like, nah, man, I was like for show. And I just, nah, like, I felt man, like I had. just fine, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. I'm, I can't prove it. And I don't know if Easy would ever admit it. But I'm going to go ahead and say that if there was a way to prove it, I would bet everything I had that it was the latter. Okay. All right. I don't know, bro. It, if you see his face in the limo, he's devastated. And I, you know, I don't think he's that devastated of just not getting to hang with the bros at the house anymore. You know, like there's some, there's some real tears there. I, I don't know. I could, I could see him actually falling, bro. Yeah. I, without, without <laughs> giving too much away. I don't know if tears in the limo are as, as, uh, okay. as, as, as uh, I mean, he who who knows why he's crying, um, but uh, it's entirely possible. It's impossible. Yeah. I don't totally buy it, and I and I say that liking easy, saying there was no like, and if if there was a reason he was falling for Tasha, we didn't get to see it. And in a right. in a show that's about love, you would think they would have aired that, right? Sure. And yeah. I don't think easy is delusional. I don't think he's desperate. I mm-hmm. don't think he's, you know. I don't think he's love bombing a bunch of women in his life, just throwing out the L word. Right. right? right. Yeah. And so like the only other explanation is he just kind of did it because he felt like that's what he was supposed to say yeah. on that date and it burned yeah. him and he felt yeah. a little dumb. And then, you know, maybe he is crying because he's thinking about which does happen. It's like, fuck, what did I just say? And I have right. to go home and like, <laughs> Oh my God, it's going to be on TV. And like, yeah. Maybe that's why he's crying. I don't know. I don't know why he was crying, but I don't necessarily think tears mean you're sincere about what you claim to be sincere about because you can be crying about a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. You never really know. But dude, I I see that too, bro. I mean I see I would love I would love to talk to you. Sucked into the T V magic. I you know what? And I love that. Um (laughs) you know. And that's fine. But it's just one of those things where I only bring it up because we just have a way of, like like you said, tears attributing to sincerity, right? Mm-hmm. And think about it in life, how, how often we are, express ourselves differently. We talk about love languages and some people like emote, you know, differently. Sometimes it's tears. Sometimes it's through the written word. Sometimes it's through song, you know? Mm. And so, uh, a, a bunch of different ways we can do it. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of fu- funny how we, 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 we perceive certain things. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, dude. Um, Russell, this has been a, a ton of fun. Heck uh, yeah, I, I really, bro. Uh, breaking down for me. Uh, let the audience know where they can find you. You're doing some great things. Are you on Jimmy Kimmel like tonight? Yeah, we're on Jimmy Kimmel tonight, uh, to Monday, and then we've got uh, Ellen tomorrow, and then we've got the Kelly Clarkson show on Thursday. So what a great! This is our uh, I yeah, feel man. So lucky to have you uh, taking yeah, the time to to share oh, us for with sure, some man. of these real real shows. Absolutely. Um, 
so yeah, uh, where where can people find you? Where can your new song uh, songs that can Instagram? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're on spread the word. Instagram man. is Russell R U S S E L L E D, and uh, that yeah, my music's everywhere: Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Just search Russell Dickerson. Uh, my new album Southern Symphony is out December fourth, and you know we're just you know stoked on that man i can't wait to get this music out great congratulations on that well thanks for listening guys uh tomorrow we have jody from love on the spectrum which is in a fantastic episode talking about if you like the show love on the spectrum on netflix you'll love this episode but uh, jody's also a sexologist and we talk about just relationships in general sex spicing up in the bedroom with uh, someone we've been married to forever uh, also, we talk about autism, the spectrum, and, and it's just a very fascinating and interesting conversation with a very delightful person. Make sure to check that out tomorrow. Other than that, send your questions at asknickacastme.com. Cast with a K for our Ask Nick episodes. We appreciate Russell joining us. Tons of fun. Check out his new music. Oh, check out his performance on Jimmy Kimmel. And if there's nothing else, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.